Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He was giving me one excuse after another, and then there was another point where he noticed um, a county truck across the street, they're having a pool put in, and he was worried, and I started getting concerned why he's afraid of seeing a county truck. And I thought maybe it's Not because... We didn't get a permit. This is the plaintiff, Linda Weiner. She says she hired the defendant to fix her dock. And the guy took her money, started the work, and then just stopped showing up. She also found out he's unlicensed. He was fined $2,000 by her town. And she's suing this rip-off artist for the return of the $1,714 she paid him. This is the defendant, Jerry Scrivan. He says he agreed to put a new top on the plaintiff's old dock and told her he was not licensed to replace the pilings which went into the water. The crazy woman took his tools and left them in the middle of the street. He earned the money she paid him, and he's not returning any of it. He's accused of being a landlubber. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Weiner, you are suing uh, Mr. Scriven for $1,714 that you paid him that you want returned because uh, you found out he wasn't licensed and he didn't complete the job. Tell me what happened. Okay, he was working at a neighbor's house. I asked him to come over and look at my dock because I needed the boards replaced on top. What was he doing he at the neighbor's he, house? Uh, I, I don't know. I think he was... It wasn't a dock? No. Okay. No. Anyway, he said that he is licensed, but his license only allows him to replace and repair and not build a dock, and therefore he can do the work when he can't elevate the dock. That's what he told me. His license restricts him from elevating the height of the dock, which I said that's fine because I wanted to use composite material, not, you know, like the whatever that stuff is called. Not pressure-treated wood, but Trek or some other similar brand that's composite material um, because it's plastic because your dock ends up being submerged, correct? At times, at times. At times. And so um, I asked him if he needed a permit. He said, no, because I'm not building the dock. I'm just 
repairing it. Um, so he told me he needed the money. I transferred $1,714. What did he say he needed the money for? The materials. Okay. He said he did not What was have the total cost the supposed to, to be? He gave me a price of $3,135. Can I ask you, uh, was the dock supposed to be composite material or pressure-treated wood? I told him I wanted composite material. He sent me pictures of the different colors. Um, but one at one point, he started to add an additional frame on top of the Wait, we're not there yet. I, I want to know what was the agreement before he touched the first plank. Composite. Composite. And are, are you in agreement that that was the agreement, Mr. Scriven? Yes. So you go on, Ms. Weiner. He continued, he started to, I transferred the $1,714 into his account via Zelle. He received the money and the materials never arrived. And I was texting him, where are they? He was telling me a story that, um, I don't know, Home Depot got the order messed up. I said, well, I want to see the order that you placed. Let me at least see that, if not the materials. He never showed me the order. The materials never arrived. He did start to um, take apart my dock, which is a real, you know, I have no floor. I have a dock with no floor right now. And then he went on and did the elevated, I don't know, eight inches, I guess. I think he used a eight inch boards on the dock. And um, I said, why are you doing that? I'm not, I don't need that because I'm using a, a composite material. Uh, okay, Ta we're talking about this picture where you framed it on top of the old frame. Tell me about that, Mr. Scriven. That's not a frame. That is just to hold up the pilings that were rotted and falling over. Okay, the pilings are underwater. What, do, what are you referring to when you say that's to hold up the pilings? I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, when we started stripping off the top deck to put the Polytech on, the pilings were rotted underwater, like just falling in. So in order to keep the dock from even falling into the water, we constructed that frame just to hold it up. Okay, so to give it more sturdiness? Yeah, just, All right. just for us. And then the plan was to do what? Put the Polytech on top of that? No, 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 no. Polytech goes underneath of that. Okay, how does it go underneath it? Then the wood shows? No, that frame is there just to hold it together. So That's it great. So water. how does it look? How does the end product look? If you don't put the composite on top, how would the end product look if the composite goes underneath it? That casing is there only to hold the existing pilings up while she called another company in to replace them. Oh, so just a second, just a second. So you, that was a temporary measure, that item. That's it. Yes. You weren't going to finish the job because now she had to replace pilings, which is something you didn't tell her before. And She knew. She knew. How do you know she knew? Yes. She, she knew everything ahead. How did she time. know Matter that fact, she our... had to replace pilings? Oh, no. When we first started, we didn't know, but I, was, I wasn't too... I wasn't there to replace pilings. I was only there to replace the decking. Okay, so in the and middle of the job, you the told her, later you're going to have to call someone else to replace the pilings for me to yes. uh, remove and replace, which is what I quoted. So now what happens, Ms. Weiner? Okay, this, this conversation that he's talking about never occurred, okay? Um, I don't understand, first of all, if that framing on top of what was existing was placed to... I don't know what he stabilized the pilings. How does that work? Did he, he ever text you safe. anything about what the purpose of that was? Did no, he, he never told me. Okay. And 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 soon after that, because I was asking him where are the materials I paid you for, he stopped coming. He was giving me one excuse after another, and then there was another point where 
he noticed um, a county truck across the street. They're having a pool put in and he was worried. And I started getting concerned why he's afraid of seeing a county truck. And I thought maybe it's Not because he didn't get a permit. Okay, you know I have all the texts, right? <laughs> yeah, you're I the one that. who texted him to let him know that to give him the heads up that there was a county truck. I've read the exactly. text. Right. Yeah, I gave so, you those texts. Right, yeah, I know. Well, then why are you saying that he got all kinds of worried? You're texting mm -hmm. him saying, hey, just so you know, there's a county truck. It's probably for the pool yeah, across the street. Why yeah. are you and worried? You because you're the one texting. I think you both knew I, you were doing it without a permit, and you figured you'd be no. able to slide because it's remove and replace, and remove and replace doesn't require a permit. But exactly. if they think you're doing more than remove and replace, then it requires a permit. So I think you both know that there's no permit. It's not some big surprise. You both know that there was mm. no permit. Neither person had a problem with it. And then all of a sudden, when everything hits the fan, it becomes a very, very big problem. You say you thought he was licensed and insured. What gave you that impression? I took his word for it. And I also took his word for it when he it, said does he it does Does it say it on his estimate? Do does it say licensed and insured on his estimate? No. Wouldn't you see licensed and insured on his estimate? Did it she doesn't. Did she ever ask you if you were licensed and insured, it. Mr. Scriven? No, ma'am. She had just approached me while I was painting the neighbor's porch. I, that's the other thing. I kind of don't understand what qualifies him to fix a dock just because he's a handyman in the neighbor's, you know, painting a neighbor's porch. That, like, well, you know. I asked him if he was if he was qualified. He told me yes. He told me he was licensed. I don't know that you were that worried about licenses. If you're trying you're trying to get this done on the cheap, that's why you're asking the guy painting the house next door whether he can do a dock. If you really <laughs> wanted this done right, you would go to a dock. So somebody who does docks, but that's super expensive. So I think handyman status was just fine for you until it wasn't. And she has a point. Um, it, it, once it's not, then what is the point of the money that she spent? If you don't know enough to know that the pilings are rotted, which is something you know if you dive into the water, if you jump in and take a look, you kind of know. If you shake them, you kind of know. How is it that anything you did has any value to her? Tell me about that, Mr. Scriven. Um, obviously, once the, when the deck was on, everything is secure. Once we removed it, that's when we uh, gained the wobble, and that's when I went down in the water and figured out that... Uh, the pilings were just, they're gone. As we were moving boards, one floated away. He never went down in the water. You have been asking him to show you um, that he had ordered, because a, a lot of, of the bill is, it's 1635 and just materials. So you wanted to see that he had ordered the materials that you had bargained for, and you kept asking him to see the receipt for that, and he did not show you the receipt, correct? Correct. Nor did he show up with the materials. At one point, he was giving me excuses every day. I mean, it was just one excuse after the other. Yeah, but together, you're acting then... like it was weeks and weeks. It wasn't. It was a matter of a no, couple of days that. where you just got it, really exactly. fed up. Because and I'm that's talking. All I I'm talking. I'm talking. It was a matter of like 24, 48 hours where it occurred to you, I can't believe this guy's not giving me the proof that he ordered these materials, and you got really Correct. mad. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Here are your tools. I'm putting them in the street." Uh, come get him because uh, people are looking for they scrap metal around here. Let me not paraphrase. Let me read your text, actually. They're, they were not on the street. They're at the end of my lawn. We showed up there to do the job, and she saw us on the cameras and said, leave my property. Let's look at these texts. Wednesday the 6th, you text him, for your information, a county truck is parked in the cul-de-sac. It's probably for the house across the street for the pool being installed, but just so you know. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay, we're yeah. in the Home Depot. You can shoot me a message when he leaves. Um, blah, blah. Jerry, I want you to send me the order for the materials I paid for. And he says, I'm with a customer setting a tub. I'll call you back. And you say, just text me a photo of the orders for the material I bought through you. Now it's the 8th. 
and he tells you he can't come in. It's one day of, of excuse is not for a contractor. It's not like, you know, and then you well, say, it was supposed I, want, to be there on Monday. I want all the material I bought through you at my house today. No more excuses. I gave you 1714. I want the goods. On Monday, he says, I'll start delivering the materials. I'll be there around 11. And on Wednesday, you say, keep yourself and your helpers off my property. What happened between Monday and Wednesday? Um, first of all, the material was supposed to be there on Tuesday when I paid him. And what happened on the 8th was I went to the county and filed my, my uh, complaint. And they told me he's not licensed and they were going to call him in and talk to him. Between Monday and Wednesday, did he do anything there? I don't think he did anything. Mr. Scriven, what... between Monday the 11th and Wednesday, October 13th, did you do anything there? Because I don't see chatter between you two and I don't see... Yes, ma'am. That Monday through that Wednesday is when we started to... Um, we have to haul off the old dock. And with my small pickup truck and her small yard, there was no areas to stack material. Why don't you just show me the receipt for the materials that you ordered on her behalf? She has all the receipts. They're all at her house. Watch this. Did he ever give you a receipt to prove that he ordered materials for you? Never. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You have 1635 in all kinds of stuff, including screws and, and pressure-treated wood, and the Trek board is 800 she, of it. Uh, no, you listen to me. My question is super simple. She kept asking for it. You didn't give it to her. Now I'm asking you for it. Let me see what you ordered on her behalf. Because we don't want to think that you're just bringing wood from another deal and just bringing it over there and slapping it with chewing gum and toothpaste. She doesn't want that. She wants to see that she paid for materials and that you ordered them. You never ordered these materials that are specified on this invoice, did you? Yes, she she has all the invoices. No, she for doesn't. All the Watch wood. this. Do you have it? So now you show me because you placed the order. So it should be no problem for you to prove that to me because I know you didn't prove it to her because she she basically is rocking a shotgun and saying don't come to my property and you still haven't given it to her. So I know she doesn't have it because in the same breath that she's doing this, she is also saying you never gave me, you never ordered everything. So no, she doesn't have it. You have it. Listen. Yeah, you listen. Tell me where it is. Tell me where it is. Where'd you order it from? Why can't you just get another copy of it if you know that's a big deal here? I, I probably can. Oh, well, then I guess you should have because her entire premise is you never ordered anything, so you're scamming her. Now, you turn around and you go to the county, and now you're all kinds of misrule <laughs> follower. You, the person who was saying, hey, the, the cops are outside. Quick, run, you know, when, when, the, when the building and zoning is out there, the inspectors. 
But now you go to the county and you tell them what? I want to file a complaint against one of their contractors. Okay, and they say? They said, they checked and they said, he's not a contractor. He's, he's really just nobody. He doesn't have a license to do anything. So what happened with the county and, and you, Mr. Scriven? Um, they gave me a, a violation for um, working on replacing pilings on a dock without a license, without the proper license. They gave me a $2,000 fine. All right, did you pay it? No, not yet. What does she do about, actually, let me read it. Well, if that's the case, I'll need my tools then. Stay away, I'm warning you. So you are saying I can't get my tools? I'm putting your stuff out in the street. Come and get it now before someone else does. What is wrong with you? Why are you so vicious? And then she takes a picture of your tools and shows how she left them in the driveway. The tools are still here now. Lots of guys drive around looking for scrap metal. Your stuff is out by the trash. Nothing crazy will happen. Something crazy is already happening. (laughs) Nothing crazy will happen. I have surveillance cameras. Just send someone to get your stuff. Do you eventually get your tools, Mr. Scriven? Yes. Okay. My opinion on this case, Mr. Scriven, is that you bit off more than you can chew, which can happen in your position when you're a handyman and not you know, um, license in the particular area. Y- you told her it'll cost you 3000 to get Trek on there. That turned out not to be true because now she's got to fix pilings. And when you say, oh, uh, one could not know that until one took the top off, that's not true either because I've had dock work done. If you knew what you were doing, you would know that, that uh, if the pilings are rotted, the pilings are rotted. And if the, the, ba- if, if the foundation's rotted, what comes on top is not going to work. By the way, what's happened? Now you have no dock, right, Ms. Ms. Uh, Weiner? Right. So Correct. what is your game plan? What is it you're going to do? Can you afford I to change the pilings? tear the whole thing down or replace it. Yeah, right. So you're going to have to go through a permit. You're going to have to put new pilings. You're going to have to do the whole shebang, which is going to be obviously a lot more than $3,000. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. Um, so Correct. in her estimation, what you did was lead her down a primrose path to, to have her think that, you know, 3000 was going to cover it. And I really just think that this wasn't your area and you probably shouldn't have been quoting it. Um, and that uh, a professional would have said to her, hey, no way. They would have gone in the water first and said, listen, you can't just slap stuff on top of this. It's going to be a problem as soon as I remove these. So there is no value to her of what you did. And the problem is that you really had no business quoting it um, because there was no way $3,000 was going to get her what you sold to her. And I don't think you placed any orders for new stuff. I think you were using the stuff that you had and or bought much cheaper than the quotes in the thing because you still can't show me that you ordered this stuff. I'm ordering you to return the entire amount to Ms. Weiner, $1,714. Verdict for the plaintiff. So the defendant has been ordered to give all of the deposit he received from the plaintiff back to her. That's $1,714. Mr. Scriven, you didn't come off too well in this case. How do you I feel mean, right now? What are you thinking? I'm not thinking anything. I was helping out a neighbor and she went crazy. Well. You know, it puts you in a very bad position. So not only do you have to give the money back, <laughs> you got fined $2,000 by the county. You got to pay that. This has been an expensive experience for you, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, let me talk now to the, the plaintiff in this case. Ms. Weiner, now you are going to get your deposit back, but really you got to start all over again from scratch, don't you? Yeah, but it'll be done right. It'll be done right. The guy will be honest, truthful. 
licensed, insured, and he'll be, you know, he not only has to have a uh, contractor's license, but it has to be a marine dock and seawall. I've learned, believe me, I've done a lot of research. Well, if you do that, if you, if you do that, you're going to be on the road to uh, getting a decent job. Good for you. Sorry you learned this, but uh, you will get your money back. Okay? Good for you. That's a, that's a really good lesson for everybody, Harvey. When you agree, insist on seeing a contractor's license so that you know you're, you're getting the proper workers. So, Doug, I mean, look, we have seen many cases where sometimes there is some value to work that's done, even though it may have been botched. In this case, the judge is essentially saying the work is valueless, that the plaintiff had to get it all redone, which is why the plaintiff got a full refund. If you leave your car at the mechanic and it's damaged by rodents on his property, who is liable? Well, that is a fascinating question because um, technically speaking, when you leave your car at the mechanic, it's a bailment. And right. they have to, it's a concept in the law where if someone leaves something in your custody, you have to take care of it. The level of care depends on, you have to take more care of it if you're being paid to do something to it. Whether you're a coat check person who's right. taking a coat from someone or whether you're a mechanic you, you who's taking a car. you got to take care of the person's right. property. You're the, you're the bailee of their property and right. you've got a um, reasonable duty. Right, to take care of it. Now, how care. are they going to prove that rodents... Right. His rodents. His rodents. And during now, that time period... Chewed the wires. Chewed the as wires. As opposed to that the wires were already... Shoot. I you mean, know, I, I suppose you sweat the rodents. You're well, going to well, put a light over the rodents. Who sent you? I mean, how are you going to prove what this? What if, uh, what, and by the way, rats chew wires yes. all the time. Yeah. I know because we have like this little uh, car gate oh, in gosh. front of our house. And there's, there's a, a plastic covered motor in front of the house that makes the thing run. And when it breaks down, I open it up and I stick my head in there and I try to fix it. Because, or troubleshoot it sometimes with the mechanic on the phone and going through stuff with him who's, who's terrific. But one day I opened it up, oh, maybe three or four years ago, and I was lifting off the plastic and I was kind of down on my knees and I pulled it up and a big fat rat jumped up out of it and almost hit me in the head. It just went right by my ear. I would have handled that so well. <laughs> That's my ear. And I was like, whoa. And then I, I looked and he had a big nest in there. Yeah. And, you know. There were babies in there. Yeah, had a really nice little arrangement. Yep. This is the plaintiff, John. He says he rented out some garage space to the defendant who still owes him money, and he's been trying to evade him for months. The young guy needs to learn how to be a responsible person. He's suing him out of principle and is seeking a judgment from the judge today for the $1,405 he's owed. This is the defendant, Robert. He says the plaintiff's a strange guy who's now making all these things up and is trying to get him to pay for things he doesn't owe him for. He's looking forward to standing up to him in court today and thinks the judge will be seeing things his way because he doesn't owe the guy a thing. He's accused of refusing payment. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he rented out some garage space to the defendant and the guy stiffed him on the fee. But the defendant says the plaintiff is trying to get him to pay for things he simply doesn't owe. 
It's the case of, give me some space, bro. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. John, you were renting some space to Mr. Robert. Um, in what kind of a place? In your complaint, you state that it's a storage space in a business complex yeah, to store classic cars. Well, that's really what it was. It was just for myself. Predominantly, I was keeping my classic cars there, and I had extra space, and I was willing to rent it out to someone. Okay. And so how much Robert, was he paying for the space? I was charging him $800 a month. All right. So it's, it's a space within your space, correct? Correct. That and what correct. would he do with that space? Uh, he would be able to uh, do car uh, repair work, to uh, store parts. Okay. Uh, so, Mr. Robert, what were you using that space for? I was just using as, just like he said, I was using it for keep my stuff there. I had a bunch of motorcycles and car parts and stuff like that, and that's what I would do. I'd keep my motorcycles and stuff there because I had nowhere else to keep it, and that's where I kept it. Okay. So you were paying $800 a month for that? Yes, ma'am. All right. So now, um, how long was he renting there? He started renting in May of 2021. And when and did he stop he was, renting? Uh, he stopped renting the end of September. All right. And uh, so this was a month-to-month tenancy? Correct. And did he give you any notice about the fact that he was leaving? He had originally given me uh, some verbal notice in uh, early August that he was thinking about leaving. And I said, that would be fine. And just keep me up to date. And then about two weeks later, he notified me that he was not leaving. And then in early September, I went to the uh, rental space and went into the garage and noticed that about three quarters of his belongings were now gone. And I immediately called him up to make sure that they weren't stolen. And he told me at that point that he had decided now that he was moving. Okay. Well, did you get mad at him and tell him, hey, listen, you're supposed to give me some kind of notice? Or did you say, okay, no problem, I don't care? No, I let him know I was not happy with it, that uh, if he was going to leave previously, he should have told me. And now that... So what happened that you changed your mind and then changed your mind again, according to him, Mr. Robert? What happened was I was renting the shop, and the shop was 45 minutes away from my house. More than 45 minutes, actually almost an hour away from my house. Unfortunately, that's quite a bit of a drive to be going when, you need, when you're trying to go there almost every day. Okay, that's a reason somebody. for you to no longer okay. want to be there. That's fine. I yes, get it. But, but also I have got I need to shop, know what the problem was with notice. Like, how, how did... I let him know, at, like he said, in August that I was going to be leaving. At what's called at the end of August, on the 25th, he texted me and asked me, are you staying or leaving? I let him know a couple of days later. So that was still the beginning before September. He's trying to say that I waited until after September. Wait, had you September ever told to him me. in the middle of the month, now nah, I'm staying? Middle of August. Correct. I did say that. But he then, he knew that I was still on the fence. He said, I, I said, Well, no, I'm going to, either stay. you said I'm going to stay or you said, I don't, yes, I'm still no, leaving. No, my words, my words were never... I'm going to 100% stay to him. My words never... That what were your words? Mouth. My words were to him, I might I'm, might be staying still. Okay. And then when I come in, he comes in and his, my stuff's gone, he gets upset. So when did you tell him that you were going to be leaving? Because then he wouldn't have gotten upset when he saw stuff missing. 
I told him this a month in advance in August. Oh, wait. Okay. So you tell him a month in advance. Then you say, I may be staying. I don't know what's happening. And then he just sees your stuff leaving. But did you ever tell him, hey, for sure I'm yes, leaving before it, you started yes. to move your stuff? A, I did tell him. I did tell him, clarified that I will be probably leaving. I told him. When did you clarify that you will be I, probably I leaving? I told him this at the beginning of September. Okay, so I told him that I'm going to At the beginning of September? Yes. Okay, that's, that's when you were moving still already. 30 days. No, no, no. I was still in there. September, I was in there. How? I was in there for all month of September. Did you pay for September? September was my security deposit. I paid. Well, that's security deposit, that's on. not rent. So did he live out the well, security deposit, Mr. Uh, John? Well, in the month, Mr. Robert, I'm talking about. to Mr. John. Don't talk over me. Mr. John, did he live out the security deposit in the month of September? Uh, he did not really provide me with a security deposit. Even oh, from did the it. beginning of, even from the beginning okay. of the. I don't understand. Is there a security uh, deposit that he paid, or is there not a security deposit that he paid? There was He's going not around a security the security deposit. Mr. Mr. Robert, this is not a contact sport in a stadium. Mr. John, yes or no? Yes. Did he pay a security deposit? No. Now. Mr. Robert, do you have evidence of having paid a security deposit? Yes, and I have a witness, but they are not present. Okay, yes, well, then I you don't have a witness, deposit. but give me the evidence of having paid the security deposit. What do you have? I didn't pay the security deposit in one, one big chunk. That's fine. I if paid you paid it, it in 20 chunks, can I see the 20 pieces of evidence that prove you I paid, paid it? I paid it in cash. I paid and it did you get cash. a receipt for the cash the way you're supposed to? No, he, he never gave okay, me Okay, so you have no evidence of paying over. the security deposit, and he claims you didn't. So he's suing, and, and that's why he's suing you for September, so you know. Um, because when you pay cash, cash doesn't leave this hand without a receipt going into this hand. Because otherwise, here's where you are. You're with a guy saying he absolutely paid nothing in a security deposit, and we're with you saying, yes, I did. How much do you say that you paid in security deposit? I paid $800 in security. Mr. John, you hesitated when I asked about a security deposit, and then you didn't hesitate when I asked again. I want to know why you hesitated originally. Did he drip and drab a security deposit at some point? No security deposit was paid from the beginning when he gave me How about later, after the beginning? After the beginning? Did he ever pay a security deposit? This is such a simple question. Yes or no, no. did he ever pay no. a security deposit? Not one penny of a security no, deposit. Not. Correct. Okay. No. This is where something in writing would be super helpful for a trial judge, right? If instead of everybody right. talking smack and, and having different versions, there were a document that said such and such is the security that's being paid. It's going to be paid over time. This is how it's going to be paid. Whatever the agreement is between two people. If you memorialize it in writing, even in a month to month, you could still memorialize things in writing. That would be awesome. Or if you had receipts for extra money you paid that made up the dribs and drabs of a security because now there's no proof that there was ever a security. Now, what I'd right. like to understand from you, Mr. John, is what is the rest of what you're suing for? Okay, there was uh, items that were taken and there were damages to things of my property. Okay, when you say items that were taken, what are you referring to? Uh, items that were taken... I'll give you an uh, example. Was... I'm looking at your list. 20 at gallons list of premium phone? gasoline used and not replaced. Yes. Why were things of yours used at all? Did you give him permission to use your stuff? Yes, I did. From the very beginning, I gave him permission to use anything in the facility. However, if he used it, he had to replace it or pay me for it. 
So he's suing you for 20 gallons of gasoline you didn't replace. Mr. Uh, Robert, do you admit that there's 20 gallons of gasoline you didn't replace? No, I actually replaced some of the gas that I used. I used a five-gallon, and I replaced that. Okay, that so tell me said, about though, the electrical outlet. He's suing for an electrical outlet that he says that you took with you. Yes, ma'am. I What's it called? I forgot to put that back because I took my – I put an outlet in the wall to be able to use my welder. I took that out when I moved. I forgot to put the one that was in the wall back in the wall. I, what's it called? At the end of this whole thing, I, we talked. Are you suing for $80, Mr. John, for an electrical outlet? For the electrical outlet, the price of the outlet itself is approximately 10 or $15, but the replacement to have an electrician put it in is going to be approximately $80 to $100. I'm not an electrician. I cannot put that in. Okay. Well, did you want to respond to that, Mr. Robert? Yes, ma'am. I would like to respond to that because it's literally only three wires and I know for a fact that he can wire that in without a, literally, I could wire that in blindfolded. Okay, he but why didn't wire you? That in. I wish you had. All right, now because also, did you bring his creeper? What's a creeper? It's the, uh, like the rectangle with the wheels under it the that you use you to slide under Correct. the car? All right, uh, yep. he says you broke his creeper. True or not true? Uh, two wheels fell off, so yes, it did break. But I gave him $200 toward at the end of the whole thing. All right, we're going to talk about the $200 in a second. That. I want to go through what yeah, no you problem. admit and what you say is not true. The it mailbox, what happened with the mailbox? Well, the mailbox, that's actually a funny story as well. I didn't break that. Uh, we have neighbors across the street, and they have semi-trucks that come in. Well, one of the semi-trucks actually backed into the mailbox, took the whole thing out. So the guy ended up coming over and said, uh, come over, I'll give you some money so you can replace the mailbox. So what I do, he gave me money. How he much paid money did me he give to go you? get the mailbox. He gave me $100. All right. And he paid me to go get the mailbox. And that's what I did. I went and no, got the mailbox. No, he paid you to go repair it. the mailbox. Did you ever bother to put the mailbox in? The mailbox. You bought the mailbox, but then you, then what? Then you just yes, left it for, I, for like, somebody else. For somebody like said, else, which is fine. Just back. don't get involved and give the $100 to him then, and he'll take care of it. You're right. And so I actually did you, come How back much did the mailbox cost you? Because it didn't cost $100. It was like $25, I think. Right. What are miscellaneous? This is... Miscellaneous shop supplies, $100. Like, what's miscellaneous? You know, you got to be specific. We don't deal in et cetera, et cetera over here. So what is that? Uh, there was uh, oil. There was brake fluid. There were shop rags. It just uh, It goes to the miscellaneous things. Yeah, there's but, no yes. miscellaneous in my world. There's specifics, uh, right? I understand. Because I have to do I math understand. and figure out if you're owed anything. He says he paid you $200 because you brought stuff up to his attention before he left, and then he gave you $200. What was the $200 for? Some of the miscellaneous items, uh, food items, water uh, that I would have in my office, but this was not enough to cover all the damage. And the one other piece that you missed, Your Honor, was that there was damage to my car trailer uh, he was given uh, the ability to use How do you get the it, estimate of $300 for the car trailer damage? Well, there's a big hole in the floor yes, of I the Yes, I know. How trailer. do you get the estimate of $300 was my question. How do you get that estimate? Yeah. Uh, the, the estimate is for the replacement of the wood in the floor and then the labor. As you can see on the right and left of the hole How do you plan to is, repair that? Uh, you have to take up the floor and put in a new piece of wood. But to take up the floor, you have to remove all the bolts and screws that are holding down not only the board itself,
But as you can see on the right and left of the picture, do you have an estimate from some professional trip. claiming all this is necessary? Do or I are have you both the professionals no, claiming it's not? No, I do not. For example, you're going to say now you work on cars and you're going to tell me uh, this is what's necessary. Now I'm going to look at him and say, by the way, you admit that you did this damage, right, Mr. Yes, Robert? But you're yes, going to say it's not worth $300, right? No, ma'am. And what's your problem, Mr. John? You kind of feel like you need to teach him a lesson. Tell me about that. Because he's a young guy and you got to teach him a lesson. I rented him the space. Uh, originally, I had drafted a contract. And oh, that's I nice. gave it to him. And he decided he didn't, really didn't want to sign it. And I was. Who's in control of that? that? You are. Well, he's. It's your space. Yes. I, Just I'm, tell him, no, I won't it, rent it to you. You need to sign a lease. That's all. Exactly. So, no, that's true. So it makes and, no difference that you were going to. I mean, you didn't. Every month I was having to chase him for uh, for, the, for the rent. And he moved, he moved out in October. And it wasn't until um, October 19th, I gave him two and a half weeks to come back, fix the mailbox, pay me what I felt was necessary, return my electrical socket. And he didn't. And I, I agree with call. you on that. Okay. I find that there was inadequate notice for the leaving based on the testimony of both parties. I find that you owe him $800 for the rent um, because you're supposed to give 30 days notice. Okay. And I find that the $200 uh, does in fact cover the items that the plaintiff can prove that were missing plus the $75 that you know, was extra from the mailbox and et cetera, et cetera. So I am ordering the defendant to pay the plaintiff $800. That's my verdict. So the plaintiff convinces the judge he deserves uh, to win and he gets $800 from the defendant. Robert's interesting. You came in here claiming you thought the judge was going to agree with you and you weren't going to have to pay anything. It didn't work out that way. What happened? Sometimes it don't go as it plans and, uh, not all of what he said was true, but uh, that's not my responsibility to tell if he was lying or not. But uh, things happen, and it is what it is. Anyway, you think you've learned anything from this? He hoped you learned something. You know, grow up, be a man. How about that? Did it happen? Uh, he does. He's not the person to really be teaching anybody because he needs to grow up himself. But that's uh, between me and you. Uh, John, let me ask you. You you know you were suing for fourteen hundred fifty dollars. You're going to get eight hundred back. I presume you're okay with that, am I right? Yes, I am. And I guess another question is, have you learned anything from this? A lot of this was in your control, and the judge says, you know, you, you really didn't take that much control. No, that's absolutely true, but uh, I, I look at my uh, position in life and my age that I want to try to be uh, respectful and nice, and uh, as much as possible, I, I was taught uh, Hopefully you can do things orally and with a handshake. Uh, but yes, I have uh, somewhat learned my lesson that you need to document these things to have evidence. Well, you know what? You've learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> Even at this ripe age, you've learned something important. So good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Doug, this really applies across the board. If you're renting an apartment and you give a security deposit, you're not supposed to use that security to pay last month's rent. The security is in case there's damage once you move out. A lot of tenants do it, and it's often a case of no harm, no foul. If there's no damage, there's really no damage to the landlord. He doesn't lose anything. Bottom line, 
uh, security should be used only for damage, but that's always not the case. If a litigant during the hallway interview with Doug admits to lying, can you do anything about it? Oh, sure. I mean, this is binding arbitration. What do you and have him draw? You have him, they drag him away and he's drawn and quartered? Or yes, that's that what we have, 30 lashes. Okay. No, we, uh, if, I, if I hear something like that, if something like that comes to my right. attention, of course I could always reverse what it is that I said. I could call them back for further testimony. Because could, you're an arbitrator, and if an arbitration decision, it turns out, was somehow procured by fraud, you can undo it. Of course, right? yeah, and just like a, a judge could, too. Right. I mean, you, you think about it, a lot of important jury trials, whether they're civil trials or criminal trials, part of the process is other lawyers getting involved, trying to get it undone after the fact, right. trying to get the verdict reversed, trying to discover juror misconduct, trying to discover attorney and judge contact that shouldn't have happened, anything at all that might have happened during the course of that trial, they'll latch onto it to get it reversed, to save big money, to make big money, to free someone who was wrongly convicted, perhaps. Things like that, right? So yeah. it's not really over because the guy's out in the hallway. Right. right. Right? It's kind of over. Right. But it's never really over until it's over. Right.